0: The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The following sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision. Time now for Eat Right with Laura. Here's Dr. Laura Rocco's.
1: Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Rocos and I am the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative health care practice providing dietary and lifestyle intervention strategy for disease prevention and health maintenance. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show last week on allergies and drug addiction. That was quite the controversial topic and I got a lot of interesting feedback. So if you missed the show and you'd like to listen to the podcast you can find that at the WMTR website so just go to WMTR.com and and then you can navigate to the features page, the features menu, and in the features med- menu, you can navigate to the sound advice page, and just scroll down until you find my picture, and you can listen to the podcast. So our show today is being live streamed. So if you don't, if you're not getting good reception because of the rain, uh, you can join the live stream at wmtram and just click on that little red button. That's W-M-T-R-A-M. Uh, .com and click on the red button. And if you hear anything today and you'd like to join the conversation, the call-in number is nine seven three two six wmtr That's nine seven three two six wmtr So um, before getting started, because I always run out of time with these shows, before getting started, I just have a, a one announcement, one event that I'd like to invite you all to attend. It is the Union, New Jersey, where I live, the Mayor's Day 5K Race, which is an annual event, really, really fun. It's on a September 24th of uh, this year. And uh, I guess there are, isn't it interesting that there are two Union New Jerseys? How confusing is that? And they're both township. They're both Union townships. So my Union township is in the northern part of New Jersey, not the western part. All right, so I am one of the sponsors for the Union Mayor's Day 5K race on September twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. And I'd like you all to come out and join our event. Uh we have seventy, that's seven zero, which is amazing sponsors. Seventy sponsors who are all there to give you free stuff okay (laughs) that includes food so uh join the race or just come out and meet the vendors and meet the the you'll meet our mayor for sure since it's the mayor's day race and have a really good time so now i'm gonna uh segue to the show so today um I planned the schedule, the topics, way in advance, but I'm really glad that I picked today's particular topic for the week that all the kids in New Jersey are going back to school because it's a topic that I think will really appeal to school teachers and to parents. So the topic today is about gardening, and it's a kind of gardening called aeroponic gardening, and it's something that I actually do in schools and community centers i set up these gardens uh indoors or outdoors in all kinds of community centers and schools and i have to say that um the teachers love it um you know i do a lot of networking as well i need to because i'm an you know i am a business owner and i know that whenever i meet a principal a science teacher a gym teacher, who's usually the teacher that teaches health, uh, they're all interested in setting up gardens in their schools to teach their kid to teach the students, um, you know, a little microbiology, a little biology. It's a great tool to get them more invested in food and growing their own food. But. You know, I'm acutely aware of the fact that setting up a garden in a school is no easy task. You need to find a location. And then, of course, the minute you set it up, you have to deal with it every single day. You have to get outside and start weeding and pruning and tilling and uh, seeding and all that jazz. So I'm going to talk about a gardening technique that doesn't use any soil at all. It's completely soilless, and it's just a tool that I use in my healthcare practice to encourage my families and my patients to grow their own food. So the first time I saw one of these aeroponic gardens um, was at a health fair in Jersey City. And as soon as I saw this garden, I thought, yes, this is definitely a tool that I want to use in my healthcare care practice, which I didn't even have a healthcare practice at that time. I was just project- projecting that this would be a great thing to have in the office. So um, what is an aeroponic garden? So before I really dive into that particular topic, I want to make sure that it's explicitly clear that an aeroponic garden is not the same thing as a hydroponic garden. A hydroponic garden uh, uses a lot more water. That's where you get the hydro part. So in a hydroponic garden, which I'm not focused on, the plants are actually sitting in the water, all right? And that's really great because, again, you're moving away from soil, so it is a soilless technique. But um, from what I understand, it's a lot harder to manage because the plants are actually sitting in the water. And if the plants and the roots are sitting in the water, it's a lot harder to manage the amount of water that those uh, crops that you're growing drink. So what happens is the cells get really, really big because they get full of water, and then the plants get mushy, all right? So you really need to know what you're doing if you're going to develop a hydroponic water. And because you have all that water around which is actually less water than if you're growing plants in soil, but it's still a lot of water. So you ha- if you have all that water around, the moisture level is going to be really high. And when you have a lot of moisture, uh, that attracts a lot of pathogens that then, you know, do bad things to your crops. So that's a little bit of work right there all right and even though it's less water than growing plants in dirt it's still a lot of water so what is aeroponic gardening so aeroponics right um is a technique where the plants are actually suspended in air thus the word aeroponics Now, I love this technique so much that when I actually adopted it um, during one of my rounds of teaching, I I guess I was teaching at Monmouth University at the time, and all of the professors at that university were invited to submit a proposal to give the academic minute on NPR, all right. So that's a different radio station. And I thought, yeah, I want to talk. I want to talk on on NPR. And I bet that those listeners would love to learn about aeroponic gardening. So I submitted a proposal to talk about aeroponics. And like a week later, I thought I'd have to wait like six months. But like a week later, I got a message back saying we'd love to learn more about this. So basically, um, if you go to my website eaglerock.com that's e g g l r o c k.com if you go to my website eaglerock.com uh you can find the the recording from that academic minute where I talk about aeroponic gardening which I'm going to talk about right now so how um so How was aeroponics created? Well, it is actually a subcategory of hydroponics, but a little bit more efficient. It was developed by NASA, you know, the moon people, right? And, of course, what don't they do? That's spectacular, right? So it was originally developed by NASA and then kind of fleshed out in detail by this guy named Richard Stoner, who I really don't know. But this technology was then adopted by the horticulturalists, at Disney so who out there has been to Epcot right so if you've been to Epcot give me a call 973-267-WMTR right if you've been to Epcot and you've been to the living with the land exhibit in Disney World right in Florida all right the horticulturalist there his name is Tim Blank really nice guy He was tasked with creating a living with the land display. And so it was his idea to create these aeroponic gardens that he called tower gardens. All right. Because the plants are going, are growing in a tower. And the tower just, like, looks like a bunch of Legos. So just think of a Lego, right, and stack five Lego pieces on top of each other, and that's your tower garden. All right, so he developed this for Epcot. All right, now, I do want to say that it's not the only kind of aeroponic garden that you can find. You can get smaller versions, much, much smaller versions, you know, online at Target or Amazon or something like that. But if you really are committed to growing your own food, Tower Garden is totally the way to go. So uh, how does it work? So the plants are suspended in this tower and the little tower sits on top of a tub of water. And it's as simple as that. It takes about 15 minutes uh, to put together and it only takes 15 minutes because it takes 10 minutes to read the instructions that turn out to be a lot easier than you think. So you've got this tower apparatus, and you stick the plants in these little cup holders, right? And so, how many plants can you grow in this thing? You can grow up to 28 different plants, Alright, And I'll tell you how to, you know what you can grow in a minute, but I want to tell you how it works first, all right? So the plants are sitting in these little cups, and they're all suspended in in air over you know a tub of water and how big is the tub the tub is about 20 gallons all right it's about three feet in diameter so really you could put one of these things anywhere indoors outdoors it doesn't take up that much space at all you could put it in the corner you could put it on a deck you know people that live in the city that just have like a you know a Uh, little uh, balconies. You can put it on your balcony if you want to leave it outside. All right. But what's in the tub of water? All right. First of all, it's got this like nifty little pump. That's nothing more than a fish tank pump, little teeny tiny, tiny pump that pumps the water to the top of the tower. And at the top of the tower, there's this like shower cap thing with holes in it. All right. And uh, the water trickles down. It falls through the shower cap and it trickles down onto the roots of all your plants and as the water is trickling down what what happens well the roots get moisture all right so the roots are getting fed and it's promoting circulation of air so between the water trickling onto the roots and the air circulating around the roots that encourages rapid growth i mean like bionic growth like something that i've never seen before and i guess i failed to mention that the First time I, you know, decided I really wanted to adopt this technology, I'd never grown anything really of substance in my life. All right, yes, I'm a scientist, so I'm good at growing things, but gardening, like growing fruits and vegetables, not really my thing, all right? So before I even shared this with anyone, I was like, uh, I better like check this out first and see if it works a- as advertised well let me tell you this works exactly as advertised all right so what's exactly in the water that makes the plants grow so well well the tower garden actually comes with every single thing you need to grow your own fruits and vegetables so it comes with a tonic a tonic solution that you just put in the water All right, so you have solution A and solution B. Solution A are the minerals, the same minerals that you find in dirt because plants need the minerals, right? And then nitrogen. Plants obviously need nitrogen, so solution B is uh, an organic uh, nitrogen solution. And you just put, you know, a few mils of A and a few mils of B into the water, and you're good to go, and that is it. I'm not kidding you. So just so long as you're putting food in the water, the plants need the food. You put food in the water, and also that little fish tank pump, it comes with a timer. Alright, so you just set the timer up. Alright, you want the timer, it's 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off. You set up your timer and you're good to go. The, 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 the pump will pump exactly when you need it to pump. So how quickly do these plants grow? Alright, so you are probably, you, you can start harvesting from seed to harvest in a total of four weeks. And that is not an exaggeration. So, uh, what else do I want to tell you? Alright, so, so what about the seeds? Alright, so it comes with organic seeds, so seeds that are not genetically modified. So how are the seeds growing? Alright, well the seeds grow in rock Wool, rock wool. It's actually wool. It looks it looks like wool. It feels like wool. It's a little piece of wool. It's a little piece of wool that's about two inches high and wide. And there's a little divot in the wool, and you put a few seeds in that wool. Uh, it comes with a little bit of uh, this stuff called vermiculite. I know vermiculite because I worked with it in college. I remember I was the beet girl. I used to work with beets, and I used to store my beets in vermiculite. So you put a few seeds in a little divot in the rock wall. You cover that up with like a little a little vermiculite. When I mean a little, I mean like a quarter of a teaspoon, right? And in 24 hours, I'm not kidding. In 24 hours, the seeds will sprout, all right. And you let that let them get a little bit bigger for about a week, all right. And then you put your rock wall in your tower, and it's going to start growing like. like wildfire all right it's really gonna grow grow like gangbusters all right and you will be harvesting whatever it is you're growing all right um so lettuces herbs they they take off immediately you'll be eating lettuce definitely in four weeks you'll be eating lettuce harvesting all those herbs um the flowering vegetables take a little longer but once they start flowering you are golden Alright, you will be, you know, you know, eating food for forever. Alright, Um by then, uh, you get your first tower garden within about, after your first se- season, one season of having, having a tower garden, you'll want to get another one. Alright, you'll love it so much. What are all the reasons why I love it? One, there's no you're not weeding you're not just like with hydro in hydroponic gardening again there's no weeding there's no tilling of soil there's you know uh there are far fewer pests now i'll be honest there could be you could get some you know if there's bugs in your house they're going to be attracted to your garden but they're easy to very very easy to deal with you just uh, I use a, a neem oil which is an essential oil that you know that will dissolve the coat of bugs like aphids usually it's just aphids as soon as you start seeing aphids you get a little neem oil you know from from lowe's there and you just spray it on and um, that should take care of uh, your bugs if you have them right the other thing that I love is that it's so contained you're not you know it, it's the the tub is three feet in diameter uh, your garden Garden is about six feet tall, so my garden is a little shorter. You can grow up to twenty-eight plants, but I'm pretty. If you've ever seen me, I'm kind of on the short side, so I only grow twenty because I don't. I'm too busy to get a step stool to to get to the top of the tower. But uh, think about: you need about six feet high uh, is the amount the amount of space that you would need. So what can you grow? Right? You can grow just about anything that's not a root vegetable like you can't grow potatoes because they grow in the ground you can't really grow beets because they grow in the ground you can't really grow carrots because they grow in the ground but what can you grow just about anything else you can grow watermelon strawberries cantaloupe pumpkin and of course all the traditional crops tomatoes zucchini uh, eggplant uh cucumbers all those things plus all your herbs so right now me personally i have my tower garden inside it's in the office so what am i growing inside my office i'm actually growing um jalapeno peppers i have, ton- I have a bumper crop of jalapeno peppers right now i can't even believe that i have all these indoor peppers it's so cute but i have all kinds of kale and spinach uh, my girlfriend gave me some of her family's um heirloom kale seeds which do very very well in the tower garden I have parsley and I have basil and I have chives and I have arugula. Oh, the arugula is really amazing. Everybody loves the arugula. Um and uh what else do I have? Um, all kinds of like, you know, fancy lettuce, red leaf lettuce, like mescaloon lettuce, all that stuff. So my patients, they come into the office, they come into the, um, my reception room. First thing they see is the tower garden. And the last thing they see on their way out the door is a big shopping bag full of greens and herbs. That's what everybody gets when they leave, um, their visit with Dr. Rocco's. So pretty cool, Right. So how is it that I'm able to grow vegetables indoors and outdoors? Well, if it's outside, you know, you just need to have uh, about six hours of direct sunlight. All right. But if it's indoors, uh, you probably need grow lights and the Tower Garden comes with lights that are specially designed for the Tower Garden. So inside I have these grow lights and um the grow lights also come with a timer. All right, so we want the lights to be on for 14 hours and then we want them to be off for about twelve hours. And that works like a charm. The wavelength is specially designed for the plants. And I, I, I'll you know, because I get a lot of moms that are very inquisitive about the safety. I want you to know that the entire tower garden is made from a food grade plastic that's completely safe. Uh, it's, it's specially designed to withstand UV light. So when it's outside for years and years and years, it's not going to deteriorate. And, uh, it does not use a lot of energy so uh that pump the pump that pumps the water to the top of the tower how much energy does that use that uses about the same amount of energy as one strand of you know holiday lights christmas lights that you might one teeny tiny strand so that's like nothing and how much energy do the grow lights use um about about 14 cents a day worth of energy so that's certainly palatable uh For me, at any rate. So what are some of the things that you need to to do to maintain your your crops? So whether you're actually growing in soil, hydroponic, aeroponic, no matter what, the way you encourage your crops to grow is by harvesting them. You have to touch them every single day. And it's sort of therapeutic. So you want to keep... Cutting and eating and cutting and eating and cutting and eating. And when you do that, you will be rewarded with more and more and more crops. And how do you make sure that that happens? Well, um, every now and then, all right, um, you want to check the pH, the pH of your water. So plants are acid loving and they like the water to be a little bit acidic, like between pH 5 and 7, Alright, so the tower garden comes with a little pH tester. So you just take a little, a little bit of water out of the trough and just add some dye that will tell you whether the pH is correct. And usually if you're getting your water from the same source, right, the pH really isn't going to change very much. So if the pH is, if you get the pH right in the beginning, you'll probably be able to maintain your pH in perpetuity. The other thing that you should remember to do is that every couple of months you want to change the water. so think about a tub, the water's sitting in a tub, and um after a while it gets you know it you know plants you know leave residue in the water so it might get a little swampy after a couple of months so every cu- couple of months just you know take the water out and it's really easy to empty the trough uh, if you're outside it's of course easiest because you just dump the, the bucket out you just dump the tub out but when it when you're inside the tower garden comes with an an extender so you just take the um tube that uh is connected to the pump and you just disconnect that that tube and when you turn the pump on the water will pump out of the tub instead of up to the top of the tower Alright. right, so the other thing that's really cool about Tower Garden is all the videos that you can see. So definitely go to my website, eaglerock.com, and watch my video. I only have, like, two videos on the website, so it's not hard to find. All right, so go to the website and watch the video. And then, like, you can join all these little Facebook groups and, you know, Meet other tower garden owners that share their videos and share all their little tricks. But, um, some of the, the most useful videos for me were to learn how to harvest, um, the fruits and vegetables, right? And, um, uh, learning how to put the vegetables in the tower. There is sort of like an order. So as you can guess, you want to put the really, really big things on the bottom and you want to put the smaller things in the middle and things that just grow tall, just put things that grow tall, like, uh, you know, what grows really tall, um, Swiss chard, right? Swiss chard grows really tall and bok choy grows really tall. So you want to put those two things at the top. You want to put your cherry tomatoes at the bottom and you want to put, you know, flowering things at the bottom. So, um... Uh, and I guess um, you might uh, have some other questions. Uh, getting back to those grow lights, right? So certainly when you're indoors, you don't want it. There are plenty of people that grow tomatoes and big things indoors. But for me, in my office, the tomatoes can get a little bit unwieldy. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the garden was initially optimized for cherry tomatoes. So I just want to give you fair warning that if you use aeroponic gardening and you decide to grow tomatoes, just be forewarned that you will have the biggest crop of cherry tomatoes that you have ever, ever seen. Um, My friend Cheryl, um, I've never seen so many cherry tomatoes in my life. Uh, so, certainly by the end of the summer, you'll be tired of cherry tomatoes. So, just remember, like, if you you get to have 20 different, 20 to 28 different crops, you really only need one cherry tomato plant. So, um, we're gonna break soon, but I just want you to know that I have a special co-host tonight. I invited one of my. Colleagues from the station um, who, when she met me, so this is what happens when you meet me in my office, when you visit Eagle Rock Nutrition and you walk into the community room, the first thing you notice is the tower garden and um, so the, the the sales gal who came in to talk to me about WMTR when she saw the tower garden. Just like me, first time I saw the Tower Garden, I was like, what is that? I want one she said to me what is that i want one so when we come back after the break we are going to interview ashley and she's going to share her experience about the tower garden so i just wanted to let everybody know that i do have a co-host today and she's a rip she's so much fun and um she's going to tell us uh, about her experience because you know that if you hear it from me you know i'm a scientist and i might be a little bit jaded but ashley is not a scientist uh, but she does like to garden, so she can com- com- give you, and since I'm not a gardener, she can give you her firsthand experience comparing gardening in a soil-based garden and gardening in a soil-less garden. So uh, one more thing, since I'm not really going to talk about technology, I did want to remind everybody about those grow lights. For anybody that's out there that actually is a horticulturalist or does some gardening, um, the the lights, there's four lights. They look just like fluorescent bulbs, but they're four 54-watt high-output T5 fluorescent light bulbs, and they have a lifespan. Uh, this is important. The bulbs have a lifespan of about 20,000 hours, 20,000 hours, right? So I've had my bulbs for about three years. So in case you're worried about your bulbs burning out, Um, you get some pretty good longevity from those bulbs. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to interview Ashley.
0: Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L, Dr. Laura Rocos at Eagle Rock Nutrition, is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health. And fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's dot kcom Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered. Covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health insurance.
2: The entrepreneurial think tank for women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Kappis and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live for virtual meetings as well as their annual conference, The Power of Connections, scheduled for November 3rd to the 5th at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. For more information, please visit ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen. W O M E N W-O-M-E-N.com. E-T-T Women. Together, we achieve more. Divine Divas is a dynamic mother-daughter team dedicated to helping you find healthy hair solutions using naturally-based hair care products made in America. What's your hair story? Could you use a hair consultation to tame your mane with clinically proven anti-aging systems? Let us teach you how to detox your hair, ridding it of harmful toxins. Lynn and Jordan Osborne are here to help you address your hair needs. For all ages and hair types, we will work with you to find the perfect hair solution to tame your unruly locks and get defined tresses. For more info, contact Lynn Osborne at 848-232-0324. That's
3: 848-232-0324. Two years ago, more than 500 business and political leaders came to New Jersey's first ever business summit in Atlantic City. They discussed how they could work together to solve key issues hampering our state's economic growth. And out of that summit came action. We saw taxes reduced and the trust fund for rebuilding our infrastructure fully funded once again. Many of the summit's participants came together to create Opportunity New Jersey, a coalition dedicated to making our state more competitive and more affordable. In this election year, Opportunity New Jersey wants to make sure both candidates support common-sense fiscal policies that will meet these goals. That is why Opportunity New Jersey will host the 2017 Affordability Summit on Monday, September 18th at First Baptist Church of Lincoln Gardens in Somerset. Join us at this Affordability Summit and add your voice to those who want to see New Jersey move forward. To register, call Opportunity New Jersey at 609-393-6998 That's 609-393-6998. Or visit OpportunityNJ.org. This message sponsored by the New Jersey State Chamber of Commerce, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station.
0: Broadcasting live from the Hilltop Nissan Studios, classic oldies WMTR Morristown, a Beasley Media Group station.
1: Welcome back to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Roccos, and I am hosting one of the sound advice segments on WMTR. Uh, if you'd like to call in and participate in our show tonight on Aeroponic Gardening, please call us at 973-267-WMTR. That's 973-267-WMTR. And before I actually, um, pro- I promised you that we were to hear from Ashley at the station and take a call from a caller, I wanted to give a shout-out to some of my schools that are using Tower Gardens. So first of all, shout-out to Sue Licks at Lift. Livingston School. Uh, she's a fourth-grade science teacher, and her kids are awesome. And also Terry uh, Gleason, who was the gym teacher at St. John the Apostle. Uh, their tower garden is really cool because it is um, it uses a solar power to power the pump, right? So that was quite the undertaking, but we did it. So anyway, so uh, welcome to my show, Ashley. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to to pick your brain. Um, before we start uh, questioning Ashley, I'm going to take this. Uh, we have a caller, so let's see who's on the line. Hi, welcome to Sound. Advi- uh, welcome to Sound Advice. Tell us who you are and where you're calling from.
3: Hi, Laura. This is Paul from Union.
1: How's it going, Paul?
3: I'm doing fine. Um, I love your show. First-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> Uh, I have a question regarding the tower garden. I wonder if you could help me.
1: Ask away.
3: Well, I was wondering if it's too late to plant uh, lettuce and uh, those kind of things afterwards now.
1: Oh, that is a great question. Today is the perfect time to start planting lettuces. Lettuces like um, green leaf lettuce or red leaf lettuce or mixed lettuces, they don't really like the heat like July um, in the early part of August, but they love it when it's cool. So if you start planting lettuces now and kale, you know, you will have that. You'll be harvesting that until Thanksgiving. So great question, Paul. Anything else?
3: No, that's it. I was just, now I don't have to plant from seed, right? I can plant from, uh, existing, uh, like lettuce and things
1: like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point that you just brought up. So I uh, was talking about how you can put seeds in the rockwell. Well, you can actually just go to a gardening center. Now you may not be purchasing organic crops, but you know, ask your gardening center owner, you know, if their plants are organic, and you can buy like smaller plants, like seedling size, maybe like three inches. All right, pull them out of the dirt, wash all the dirt off. All right, and then. And you know that little piece of rock wool you can tear it open and put the plant in let the let the roots from the dirt hang out below the rock wall tie it up with a rubber band and put that in your tower so that works like a charm so thanks for that paul and thanks for calling in all right and now we're gonna uh hear from ashley so i have like a laundry list of questions to ask our um relative to me ask my expert gardener so ashley tell us you know a couple of things that you Growing in your tower garden? Uh, so I started off, I did some gourmet lettuce, I did
4: kale, cucumbers. I got a little carried away with the tomatoes, like you were saying, uh, which seemed to overpower at the end, which actually hurt some of my other crops. But I tried pumpkin, uh, strawberries, actually green beans, and a number of different peppers.
1: Right. So, you know, you probably put all those seeds in, in, like, dirt, and maybe you might get the tomatoes. Probably wouldn't get anything else. And the lettuce might even be iffy, too. Uh, yeah, my
4: lettuce was tremendous to the point that I was
1: bringing it to barbecues as my, you know, as my dish. <laughs> right. But you know what? I love the way you said, like, you know, you're kind of rolling your eyes with everything. As a scientist, I just want to remind you that... You know, growing a garden is like doing an experiment. So this was Ashley's very first experiment, and you really don't learn anything unless you like mess it up. <laughs> trial right. and error. So okay. trial and error, right? So, uh, so what was your what what was the one problem that you had with the tower garden? So the
4: biggest thing, uh, my biggest, you know, my. my mistake. I, yeah. mistake. And my biggest mistake, thank you, is I started them from seeds and I didn't label the seeds. So by the time everything started sprouting very quickly, I didn't know exactly what was what. And I ended up planting the tomatoes at the top of the tower garden, which is not recommended because it ended up blocking out a lot of the light from the other crops that needed more sunlight. Um, so I ended up with more tomatoes than I know what to do with uh, and I fell short of the finish line on multiple other crops
1: <laughs> Right, well, so just so that you know uh, Tower Garden has a website and all kinds of videos, there's instructions for every little thing, I have to say my my first foray with my Tower Garden actually I had someone on the phone who was actually telling me where to put everything but as far as the labeling goes alright, here's like three three things t- to learn about labeling you could either take a sharpie and write right on the tower, you could write right on the tower yeah. Or you can get um, sticks. You can get um, uh, freezer pops, popsicle sticks, and write on the popsicle sticks. Or you could do what I do, <laughs> which is I actually take toothpicks. Literally, I take toothpicks, and I write on a little Post-it note. I write what the seed is on the Post-it note, and then I glue the Post-it note to the sticks. And maybe it may sound like a lot of work, but it really isn't. It really is not. And as (laughs) rudimentary as that is, it really works.
4: The popsicle sticks. That's a good (laughs) idea. I'm going to take you up on that because I'm about to replant everything.
1: Right. Uh So, so... uh, So, tell me, um, how long did it take you personally, without any input from me, how long did it take you to set up your tower garden? Uh,
4: The setup of the tower garden, um, I had a friend come over and assemble it for me. So, that was pretty, uh, that was no heavy lifting. Cheating. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, um, the how quick the seeds actually sprouted amazed me. It was almost overnight. Um, and within a few weeks, my tower garden was lush and full and you'd, you'd never, no one would believe me that I started it a few weeks
1: before. Um, Hey, did you take any time-lapse pictures? Ah uh, no. Oh, do that next season. Yeah, I'm going to
4: restart so I'll, <laughs> I'll restart <Right>. the process.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, anybody that's starting their new crops in their shower garden for the fall, definitely do a time lapse cuz it's so it's so re- uh, rewarding it to is. see those pictures.
4: And everyone that comes over that sees it loves to see the before and after pictures. Um and something pretty cool is I did previously garden in the soil, and I had some strawberry bushes that came back this year that by mistake I pulled up with the rake, I actually rinsed off the, I rinsed off the the roots, and I planted it in the tower garden, and I actually got strawberries from you know doing it just like that gentleman just spoke about.
1: Yeah, all right, I love <laughs> those stories. Right, so now that you're growing all your own fruits and vegetables, do you find that you're eating more fruits and vegetables? Yeah, and especially for snacks, I go off and just pick right off the tower garden. <laughs> right, because so, you know that's a, that's what undermines our health is that we are a snack food culture, and when you have a tower garden in your house or in your backyard, you're more inclined. It's because it's so easy to just go over the tower and just start eating whatever is there. And believe it or not, th- this may sound weird, but when I'm sitting in my office and I'm staring at the tower garden, if I'm hungry, I'll literally like go over and just start eating lettuce as a snack. I believe it. <laughs> right? Who right? eats lettuce as a snack? But I will, like, because it's just there, and I just know that it's going to be so good for me. I'm feeding. Last week I talked about the microbiome. I'm feeding the microbiome. Like that's what that's what the good bacteria area in your gut wants to eat it wants to eat leafy greens so i'm like all right i'm going to start taking care of myself and start eating this stuff right so um so you're eating more fruits and vegetables have you cooked anything new
4: so I, that's where I fell a little short because not all my stuff did tremendous because my tomato issue. So I haven't really, I haven't done any res, new recipes or anything like that. My coworkers love me because I'm like the tomato lady. Um, but I've been eating tons of those, so I really need to branch out. When new things like my, I want to try some bok choy, which hopefully will give me some recipes so I can really expand and, uh, you know, hopefully incorporate some of these really great food uh, vegetables into my, some of my dishes.
1: Right. So I'm going to totally hook you up. So today I know that you have the bumper crop of tomatoes. So um, I, you know, so I, I, when my patients come into the office, I give them lots of easy things to prepare. Like I need to have ready something that can be prepared in fifteen minutes or less and that's not usually something from a Martha Stewart cookbook so I do have a cook I do have a couple of cookbooks in my office that I um, that I share with my patients but today I actually found the best tomato recipe I found this week came from Martha Stewart believe it or not <laughs> super 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 simple just sauteed tomatoes with garlic and basil that you put over pasta like a sauce but it's made from cherry tomatoes couldn't get any easier and i'm like okay this fits my bill for a simple recipe but the other thing all right maybe next summer when you venture into flowering zucchini um i have so i give my patients stuff from the tower garden my patients anybody that has a garden comes to me with the fruit of their garden so I've gotten tons of zucchini and their cherry tomatoes I have my own I have theirs (laughs) and um, some eggplants and cucumbers and all kinds of really interesting things so um, I found some really great zucchini recipes so one that's super simple do you have a spiralizer yeah right so zucchini spiralize that baby up on, on that right? And then uh, you can toss it with pesto. So basil, which you are definitely going to grow. Yep. Are you basil, growing basil now? You know
4: what? I didn't do basil this summer around. I didn't do many herbs and I really need to get into that. So that'll be my weekend project.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring you a ton of basil seeds. I'm going to bring you organic basil seeds and you will grow basil so that you can make your own pesto. I love pesto. Not everybody in my family likes pesto, but the kids do. So <laughs> if my kids like it, then you know, that's That bodes well for most people. (laughs) But pesto and uh, spiralized zucchini. Oh, and if you don't have a spiralizer, a potato peeler works just as well. Just as fast, just as well. Are those zoodles? Zoodles. (laughs) Yep, that's what they're called. Zucchini noodles, or zoodles. Yep. So, uh, and, you know, if you're really, if you are a little bit more adventurous, you have more than 10 minutes to spare. Go to the website, eaglerock.com, E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com, and go to my Pinterest page. Right, And all my social media icons are right there. You can't miss them. Go to the Pinterest page and go to the healthy recipes page. Lots and lots of zoodle recipes and any other plant based recipe. You know, I would say ninety nine percent of my recipes are all plants because that's the whole point. You don't get healthy until you start eating more plants. Uh, everybody knows how to eat carbs and, and meat, but people really struggle when it comes down to making a meal from vegetables. So go to the Pinterest page for that. All right. And the other thing I wanted to say about the zucchini is um, there is a recipe on my page for uh, this zucchini cake. Right. And while I don't always advocate eating cake, definitely this one. Now, everybody likes carrot cake. But the thing I love about the zucchini cake is that carrots are really starchy. Huh. Are zucchini starchy? No, no, they're not. (laughs) All right. So you're going to get a hell. It's definitely a healthier version of a cake. And the the recipe that you're going to come to first is this lemon zucchini lemon case cake. So what a great combination. You're getting a non-starchy vegetable with lemon that is so good for digestion and for your gut. And it's a great flavor combination. So try, you know, try that recipe. All right. So. So, what, what are your, uh, so, what are your plans, right? So, now that, so, so, I had this conversation with Ashley that, you know, the, to, you know, she ended up having a summer of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever you get tired of a crop, you know what? You know, when you have, uh, when you're growing crops in the dirt, you know, that's it. You're, you're gonna, Pull pull them out and you're not starting over because you've just about had it. (laughs) All right, you spent the whole summer weeding and tilling and fighting with the, the, you know, the worms or whatever. But none of that with the tower garden. So I say when you're tired of your tomatoes, just change it over. Just get rid of them and plant something else. So what are you thinking you'd like to change over?
4: I'm going to try, I think I'm going to go with pumpkins. Perfect time of year, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try the kale and the lettuce, the gourmet lettuce. I had a, it was delicious. The, it was so colorful. It everyone raved about it that had it. Um, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to do those sorts of things. I'm going to stay away from the tomatoes for a little while because I'm kind of maxed out on tomatoes. <laughs> right.
1: But you know what? So it's it's still kind of warm so we're kind of debating whether pumpkin now, is it too late for pumpkin? Try the pumpkin. I mean we're not harvesting pumpkins until the end of October and because this is aeroponic and not soil based and not hydroponic because it's aeroponic you know it, the, that seed's gonna you know it, it, it's gonna sprout you know pretty quickly and you're going to end up with those flowers probably coming in by the end of september if you start right away all right so i and and you know what if it doesn't work out well lesson learned yeah exactly that's (laughs) how i look at it try on (laughs) air right and you know what's really interesting new jersey has a really mild um winter so we really don't get the frost a deep frost until maybe really the end of december like you know just you know the end of the end of the year could be you could have some pretty good weather there. And just so that you know, you can keep your tower garden outside down to 28 degrees Fahrenheit because the pump is turned on, the water is always circulating, so that water really isn't going to freeze. So 28 degrees perfectly fine for herbs and lettuces. You know, actually, even <laughs> you wouldn't have tomatoes growing then. You will not have them, but the tomatoes are just fine. You'll they'll keep coming out. You know, I was harvesting tomatoes on Thanksgiving last year. Right? But it, if you are going to keep it out, all right. So there's an easy way to keep your tower garden outdoors all year long. Super sim- simple, cost effective. Uh, you can go to a pet store and get a fish tank heater. That little st- that little wand that you stick into the water, so that will keep the water at about 50 degrees, all right. But and if it's snowing or if there's a blizzard, you can order a blanket. You can get a blanket and cover it and. I- Plenty of people talk about how they maintain their tower gardens all through the winter. Huh. All right. Although I do have to say, it's kind of nice uh, when you finally, it, uh, the, oh, by the way, the tower is on casters. You can wheel it anywhere. So if it gets, if, it, if you have it on your deck and you need to move it, Easily moves out of the way, you know, and when you're ready to bring it inside, you could wheel it right inside. Oh, but note to my listeners and note to Ashley uh, what is outside? I mean, you do have bugs outside, There's, there are bugs outside, and if you bring your tower garden inside, you're gonna bring the bugs inside. So you might wanna, you actually don't have to get rid of the plants, but cut them back, like cut them way, way back. Before you bring them inside, like there's something in your tower that you just simply cannot part with because it's so nice. Just cut it way, way back before you wheel the whole thing inside. And then the cool thing about having an inside is that when it's inside, you're going to be more attentive to it. Right. You can't be outside with your tower every day all the time. But when you're inside, you can really pick at it and it actually likes that you know the more you touch it the you know like you know plants are just like people they need in, hu- they need human interaction love <laughs> it needs a little love it needs a little love like, <laughs> hug it needs a hug It needs <laughs> love and a hug hug your tower every <laughs> single day and um you know definitely you know go on onto websites facebook facebook groups i love like meeting new people other tower garden owners and you may even you know learn something from people that do have those tabletop towers that you can buy at target i don't think all targets have one but you could just go on amazon and find a table there you know people that own those they're willing to share you know what what they've learned right um um, what did i want to say about your indoor your indoor garden um uh, well, you know, if you do get, you know, some aphids inside, uh, you could just spray it with neem oil. So you can go to Lowe's and you can get this aphid spray or you could just buy the neem oil yourself and dilute it and keep it in a little spray bottle and, you know, spray it every now and then. Um, if you, um, f- forget, you know, if you kind of let it go out of control, just, just get rid of that, t- just get rid of that one plant that seems to have that seems to have a lot of aphids. Like, I had, like, two plants that had aphids this year. As soon as I got rid of them, everything was right with the world. It was really good. Oh, I know what question? What you might be thinking. How often do you need to put water in the trough? So, Ashley, how often this summer with your outdoor garden did you have to put water in the trough?
4: Uh, max once a week um, and that was when it was t- really hot now that it's not as warm it can go weeks without filling it actually oh really <laughs> Yeah, Is that I, I've true been, I've been like
1: two weeks now wow you must have I ch- been in a really I humid the water, area yeah I yeah. check
4: the water at least once a week because I made the mistakes of letting the roots get a little crazy one time and the water level a little bit low so just to make sure everything's running smoothly and nothing's clogged I at least check it uh, every Sunday <laughs> that's my day <laughs> oh that's a really good plan yeah that's really great and what about the roots um, the roots sometimes get too long and they get tied up in the actual pump inside. So I just cut the roots slightly so that it keeps the pump free and I can continue to pump the water up the tower. <laughs>
1: I mean, one of these days, um, I'll come over I'll come over and I'll show you how to take the pump apart and clean it out. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, At the end of the season, you want to clean your pump out. I had chopsticks
4: out one day trying to get all the little crevices and it didn't work. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Actually, actually it, it pulls apart. Okay. The pump just
1: like pulls it out in half and then you can just whatever stuff is growing in that pump you can get rid of it um what did i want to say i've seen some really funny pictures on on facebook like somebody that never knew that they needed to trim the uh, the roots i mean it's really good plants really love to be you know you look potted plants love to be root bound and those roots are really good but they'll grow really really long i mean i'm i'm talking like 20 feet long, right, if you forget about them, and the roots are going to go into the water, and then they're going to wrap around your pump, and then (laughs) they're going to, you know, it's some doing to kill your pump, but I've seen it done. Somebody forget, forget to... And, Trusted, yep, yeah, and the pump and the the roots just grow around the pump until the pump's not working anymore. So you do have to to do that. And all you really there's oh by the way there's like a little porthole on the top of the tub, and all you have to do is stick your hand into the porthole and just cut those roots off. All right, Make sure your hands are clean. You don't want to if your hand has been in mud or something dirty. All right, you don't want to put pathogens into your water. Alright, but if you do, just clean the water. <laughs> just start cleaning the water out. So here's a couple of signs, since you're still a novice. Couple of signs that the plants need your attention. Alright, if they start to get yellow, probably a sign that the pH is not quite right. So like I said earlier, you check the pH early on, and usually if the pH is right to, at the get-go, it usually is It maintains a good pH, pretty stable. If your plants start to get yellow, that's a sign that the pH might be off. So just check it. Oh, by the way, the tower comes with every single thing. Like, was there anything that you needed to go out and buy?
4: No, it was so user-friendly. They gave you more than enough supplies. Like, I still have supplies for probably to get me through the winter.
1: (laughs) I'll bet you do. So it comes with a little, little pH kit. That even if you had to go out and buy one, is about $5 on Amazon, but it comes with a little pH so that you can check it every every now and then, you know, just a reality check every now and then, and you do, like, when you add fresh water to the trough, because the plants are drinking the water, and if it's hot, the water's just going to evaporate, so you do have to put water in the trough once a week. I can't even believe that it's once every week. That's great. (laughs) All right, so once a week, and every time you add water, remember I was talking about that tonic, the food, you have to add a little a few mils of food you know there's instructions right on the container and you put a little bit of a and you put a little b and you're good to go and that's really all you need to do but the harvesting is super important especially if you're doing lettuces all right and here's one thing that you don't want your lettuces to do since my my caller paul and ashley are both planning to, to do lettuces and kales um something that the lettuces do is that if you keep letting them grow and grow and grow and you don't harvest them what will happen is they will start to flower and although the flowers are really pretty all right that is a sign that it's not going to grow anymore So that's why you want to keep harvesting. So so long as you're clipping and cutting, it won't flower. And the scientific term for that is called bolting. bolt. So you don't want your lettuces to bolt. Um, The kales don't bolt and the Swiss chard doesn't bolt. Oh, and by the way, if you come to the office, um, I'm really big into Swiss chard. um, Because one day we had a cooking class and my friend, the chef BG, she came and made a really nice dish. And one of the dishes that she made was The Swiss chard and quinoa dish is always plant-based, and it was just awesome. And from then on, as soon as she taught me how to prepare that dish, um, I've been fixated on Swiss chard, which is super healthy for your gut, and it's kind of tasty when you uh, prepare it the way she had. So if you come to the office, I'll give you that recipe. You could probably also find it on my Pinterest page, I'm pretty sure, or you can find it on the website. Also, if you go to the eaglerock.com website, there is a menu for recipes You know, that's nicely organized so uh, if you can't find a, a recipe that appeals to you on the pinterest page just go right to the website there's a ton of really you know fun stuff there too right and also though if you are a teacher if you are a teacher and you would like to have a garden in your school outdoors or indoors you can contact me at the website and if you go to the website there you just go right onto the website and contact go to the contact page and you can just send me an email message saying i'm really interested in doing this with my kids um it's never too late to start the garden whether you're starting it inside or outside even if your garden was going to be outside and even though it's september you still have a good four months of grow of growing um but you know what if you're a school teacher your science teacher nothing better than having it inside and i always was concerned that like the pump turning on oh By the way, if it's inside, the pump is not on 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off. When it's inside, it's 15 minutes on, 45 minutes off. So it's not turning on as frequently. And I always thought that the sound of the pump, it sounds like a babbling brook which I love the sound of a babbling Brook and my neighbors, right? <laughs> Does, do, do, do your roommates like the sound of the babbling? Brook? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for it to come
4: inside because I, I can't wait for the whole thing. <laughs>
1: really, really nice. Really, really nice. I thought it would be a concern for some of the kids that might find it distracting. The teachers say, it's great. They love it. It's the perfect background noise for all the kids. And usually they're all talking so much that they don't even notice it. All right, so MK has uh, given me the one-minute warning. The end of my show comes up so fast. So the last thing that I would like to invite you all to is that I will be hosting a guided meditation Awesome guided meditation with health coach Chantel Adams. She is so great. Love her on September 14th. So put this on your calendar. Guided meditation on September 14th at 7 p.m. at my beautiful office at Eagle Rock Nutrition in Union, New Jersey. So if you'd like an invite, go to the website and just you can just send me an email message saying I would like an invitation to the guided meditation. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a class with refreshments, okay? So everybody loves to come in for refreshments. So come to the guided meditation, and if you'd like a tower garden, just remember that that is the gift that keeps on giving. So if you'd like to get one for your family or friends, send me a message at eaglerock.com. Have a great night, every everybody. Um Let's see, what's the topic for next week? I can't remember. Um, what did I say? Eating... Sports medicine. Sports nutrition. Hot, hot topic. So, and we're going to be talking to all the athletes. So be sure to tune into the show next week when we'll be talking about uh, what you should be eating if you're a, a, a sports enthusiast. Have a really good night, everybody.
0: Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L, Dr. Laura Rocos at Eagle Rock Nutrition, is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K dot com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health. Health insurance.
2: The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppas and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live for virtual meetings as well as their annual conference, The Power of Connections, scheduled for November 3rd to the 5th at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. For more information, please visit ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen. Women, W-O-M-E-N.com. E-T-T Women. And together, we achieve more. Divine Divas is a dynamic mother-daughter team dedicated to helping you find healthy hair solutions using naturally-based hair care products made in America. What's your hair story? Could you use a hair consultation to tame your mane with clinically proven anti-aging systems? Let us teach you how to detox your hair, ridding it of harmful toxins. Lynn and Jordan Osborne are here to help you address your hair needs. For all ages and hair types, we will work with you to find the perfect hair solutions to tame your unruly locks and get divine tresses. For more info, content Contact Lynn Osborne at 848 232 0324. That's
0: 848 232 0324. Classic Oldies WMTR is back online and sounding fine. Now you can enjoy your favorites of the 50s, 60s, and 70s streaming live at WMTRAM.com. Just click the Listen Live button to hear New Jersey's Oldies Authority anytime, anytime you want. Put us in your favorites. And whenever you need the music that makes you feel good, listen online online it's The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The preceding sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision.